Some people say a man is made out of mud. A poor man's made out of muscle and blood. A muscle and blood and skin and bone. A mind that is weak and a back that's strong. You load 16 tons and what do you get? Another day older and a deeper in debt. So St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can go. I owe my soul to the company store. <laughs> Brock, thank you yeah. very much, yeah. man. What track is that? That's, well, technically, I think, uh, by Tennessee Ernie Ford, redone by Johnny Cash. Oh, nice, man. Yeah. I haven't heard that one. No, it's a good song. It's yeah, a good track. I got to look it up now, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Brock, thank you so much for being on the show, man. You, you, you're familiar with the show. You know what's going on. And, and I appreciate you driving down here and getting to us to, to do the show. So... Thank you for that. No, thanks for having me on. This is awesome. I'm no, we're, so we're, we're going to, I, you just, before we, the mics were rolling, uh, you just told me that you just started the business months ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only really, I uh, only been in business officially for about five months now. Man, I, I got, I got, a, if that. I got a lot to ask you because of that. I'm like, I'm stunned by that because I mean, I'm familiar with your, your IG and Man, you wrapped up your trailer sweet. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. You're building some sweet projects. Yeah. And I'm like, so it's impressive that you're just getting started and you're taking, you're actually putting the best foot forward, man, which is what I really like. Is I, I like seeing that kind of that kind of innovation, man, from new contractors, new tradespeople. I totally dig that, man. Yeah, well, my thing was, you know, getting into this, I wanted to be all in, right? Like I came from, I came from a good, solid career. I had a really good career before this. You know, I didn't just up and quit my job on a Friday and start this on a Monday. You know, this took me, setting this up took six months just for me to set this up. I love hearing that, man. And just to get started and make sure that I hit the ground running with everything I need to not be, you know, chasing myself around. And like I was telling you before the mics are rolling, Jim, you know, over a, approximately a year ago, I reached out to him, told him, you know, love to buy you a beer, man. Like, you know, can I pick your brain? Shot me a cell phone number. I called him. Him and I talked. That's for almost, how he is, you man. Know, we talked for almost two hours, and I told him my whole situation. I'm like, you know, I got a six-figure job right now, but I want to do this. You know, kind of looking for someone to say, you're crazy. And he's yeah. like, no, you love it? Do it. And I was like, all right. So, we, you know, we talked it over. He gave me some, you know, a lot, obviously, some more in-depth advice. But, yeah, that was that was it. If Jim kept on taking on those beers from people offering and calling them and reaching out in DM, he'd have a serious alcoholic problem, man. That's <laughs> yeah, just something no to doubt. say that, right? No but that's <laughs> yeah. how Jim is. And yeah. I love hanging out with him and just picking his brain. And, and then whenever someone reached out and, and DM and they want to pick his brain, he does it, man. He followed through and he just like, that's how his, that's his nature, man. We know that he's going to be back on the show. He's not here right now, but he's been listening and he knows what's been going on and he'll eventually come back. I know it. And there is a rumor and everyone can know it that Carlito might make an appearance, but I mean, I mean, I might see Superman before I see Carlito, but yeah. We'll see what happens, yeah, yeah. man. But I mean, okay, we're getting way ahead of ourselves here, Brock, right? So I, I got to give out the creds here. So the name of the company is Advanced Property Solutions. Yeah, that's it. Okay, so it's www.advancedps.ca and it's Brock at advancedps.ca. And then on uh, Facebook, it's advancedps.ca at and also on IG, right? Yeah, IG is advanced underscore property underscore solutions. That's, got uh, it. that's the only username we could get for it. No, everybody else was already taking Advanced PS. Uh, uh, well, APS. So we like if you look at the trailer and the truck, right? Got we short, it. We just it's all it APS. Yeah. yeah, it's just APS, right? Short form for Advanced Property Solutions. Nice, man. So I got to also thank you, man. Thank you so much for the syrup. Yeah, uh, no problem. And thank you so much for the fucking, I mean. the That's venison pepperettes there. That's deer. 
10, man. Are yeah. you serious? Like, that's insane, man. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I hope you do. I got to yeah. drop a pack off the gym, man. Yeah, was, no, uh, those are, the, I got to give a shout out to uh, Country Meat Cuts. They do all my uh, wild game butchering. So oh, that, that amazing, deer dude. was uh, harvested by myself uh, this past uh, that's amazing, uh, November. Man. That's amazing. I appreciate it, man. And then you're also doing the syrup as well, too? No, no, no. <laughs> I Who's wish that? I, I tried it at one time, but that's a friend of mine. His friend uh, did it up in uh, Perry Sound, Ontario. Nice, nice. Very nice, man. Okay, so. Let's get off to the races, man. Like, Brock, you got to tell us what industry did you come from to get into and why did you wake up one day and thought, I want to get into this industry? Yeah, it's a bit. I mean, if I would have told myself even a year ago, like, well, I guess a year I put this in motion. But two years ago, I would have, you know, I wouldn't have believed it. But right out of high school, went to college for I took a diesel technician at Centennial College. Got a scholarship from Tormont Cat. Um, they hired me right out of college. I worked for Tormont. Got nice. Caterpillar, the dealer there. Licensed diesel tech. Did that for six years. I was field service for two years. How young are you? I'm 25. Man, you're a baby. Yeah, yeah. Wow, and you already achieved all that? Yeah, so I, I, I got my license. I was licensed really early. I was licensed at 20. I worked in that for just about six years and uh, did that. Um, but in that time, when I was, when I was 20... I, think I was 20. I bought my first house, bought that. And then I still live with my parents and I rented that out. Smart. Uh, yeah. So I rented that out from, you know, I had first and last before I even had the deed. I didn't even own it and I already had first and last. So I rented that out and I had some tenants trash the place. I had no idea what I was doing. Everybody told me I was crazy. And I was like, well, I don't know. Somebody will pay me something. Party for trash it. the place? or No, no, no. Not not party trash. I look back at it now. I thought it was trash then, but I look back at what I've been through now. I'm like, oh, that was nothing. I just had to do some trim work and got replace this, you know, some glass and a window. So that kind of got me started. My fiance and I at the time saved our money and we bought, and then I bought another place up in uh, Victoria Harbor, up by Midland. Okay. And we so were, this is your second place? Yeah, so second place. I was 23. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, so I bought that. I love that. hearing this, man. I bought that, and I was like, you know, I want to continue doing the rentals. And I brought it up to her. I said, I think we should do a basement apartment. It's not a small house either. It's like a 1,000 square feet. Okay. But I think we should do a basement apartment. I started measuring up where I could cut a hole in the wall to put a door in. But, you know, it's, you know, the elevation was, it was, you know, it's about five feet down just the bottom of the wall. So the whole walkout, get in there, separate entrance kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking at doing. So we were, you know, we never did it before. Never done it before. So never done it before. So (laughs) I talked to my fiance at the time about it and she, you know, we, you know, we mulled it over and then I started doing all the drawings. I did all the drawings and then, uh, you know, got the permit process going and everything. I got the drawings kicked back about five different times, but you know, the first time you don't really know how to time I didn't know. Right. I just, you know, did a lot of research, a lot of talk and a lot of calling around, figuring out what's required, learning all the codes. Yeah. I did all the drawings, got the permits in place. And, uh, you know, within, within about two months of us owning it, I had a mini X there and I started digging the hole dug the hole out i hired a concrete guy that i knew to just come in and help me with the forming and the concrete he had the forms you know we formed the concrete poured the concrete and the rest was me and i uh, duplexed that house so i put a basement apartment in there and then uh, so kitchenette a bathroom three-piece living area bedroom everything yeah it was our it was already partially finished so but we just i converted the laundry room into the kitchen so there was laundry in with the kitchen soundproof the ceiling five eights fire code you know res channel all that safe and sound so you you didn't do it quick and fast and cheap you did it correct yeah no everything i put you know window in the bedroom everything full walkout put an easement over top of the door 
um, everything, right? So happy tenants, man. Happy tenants. So I, you know, we got tenants in there, and then it was about a year after that. I found another. I found another place I wanted to buy. Well, I I sold my place in Angus, and I found a uh, triplex with a commercial unit. So I had a commercial unit plus three residential unit, and I sold I sold my place in Angus, and I decided it was you know built in the 30s, the 1930s. It was completely trash. Uh, massive project. I had no idea. You know, Were there I, any businesses active at that? No, no Nothing. active businesses. Okay. There hadn't been anything there for two years. Okay. So I bought that. I renovated all the apartments. I got them all right down, everything. We, you know, turned them inside and out, plumbing, electrical, everything. We did the zoning change. So I changed the zoning, changed it to R3. It was C1-5 Village Commercial. Okay. Changed that over to R3, allowing for four residential units. So that was a hell of a process. That's a different game at that it's point. It's a totally different game. Yeah. yeah. So that was a large learning experience for me was doing all that. And not you're only- not afraid? You're not intimidated by the new game, the new rules, the new... You know what? There's nothing that uh, Google and my phone can't figure out. Calling people, looking things up. You know, if you're willing to read and you're willing to call around, you can figure anything out. Yeah. Right. You just got to talk to the right people. Right. So you know, that's really all it took was talking to the right people, getting it done. So you know, we got the zoning change done and got the permits in place and converted it to a fourplex and redid all the units and you know, I had a fully functional building and actually we're looking at. We're in the process of buying another one now in the same area. But I did all that and then started, you know, kind of realized that this is what I like to do after renovating all and working my full, you know, my full time job as well. So this process took about a year. So um, at the time of doing all this, you're still I'm still working full time, bringing a paycheck. Di- so you're doing this in the evenings, on the weekends, whenever evenings, you're basically awake. Evenings and all weekends, yeah. So it was seven days a week, you know, 12, 14 hours a and day. you got three new businesses in there right now? Are they... No, so it's all residential. So oh, it's, it's all right. Oh, so you didn't convert it back into commercial residential space? You no, just... so I converted it from... So it was three residential, one commercial. Okay. So I converted it to four residential. Got so it. So allowing for four residential because the area just doesn't really sustain commercial. It's just it's it's a hard time. And then you got HST and just and the property value, right? Yeah. So if it cost me thirty five thousand dollars in you know zoning charges and development charges, I know that my property valuation is going to go up eighty to eighty five thousand just yeah. from being R three residential because now you know you're lending and everything is a lot easier for purchasing, right? I gotta pump the brakes here, Brock, because like you, who is responsible for making you? such a responsible individual like how are you so young why aren't you partying and getting drunk and hanging out with all the buds and having fun and enjoying life why are you doing all like who's responsible for this i still definitely like to have fun you know i got my i got my dirt bikes and that you know i you know i definitely have my toys that's for sure i'd always always make time for that i think you know best definitely a large part to my parents and that growing up good kind of getting advice from them and then people that you know people that have surrounded me growing up as well i remember you know from a very young age a friend of mine uh, his dad didn't work and i couldn't figure it out i thought he sold drugs or something i didn't know why he probably didn't work <laughs> you know okay. like that's what that was the rumors in school and then you know okay. as i got older i got talking to them and it's like he owns a mini storage facility he owns rental properties right and he's got you know he's got thousands you know he's got all this money coming in a month and he's talking about how he just bought a boat cash and he's got you know he doesn't pay for it and he's got a cottage he paid you know a million dollars but he doesn't pay for it it's like you know, he's got all these rental properties and as i got older i realized and i was like you know this this is this is why he doesn't work this is his job right so i kind of realized that that's you know something that i wanted to try and at least put my money into it's not an overnight thing by any means no right? it's there's a lot of hard work that you're, you're basically presenting here man. yeah and you know i tell everybody i mean all my friends and that like 
my rental properties have never have never bought me a coffee like I, i've never pulled a dime out of there it's all every money you know when i you know when i sold my angus house every dollar that came out of that sale went you know that plus plus some plus some plus some right every dollar i was making was going into my other investments right and all that money is still there now right so who's doing all the balance sheets and the bookkeeping? Is that where the fiance is coming in? or No, is it... I, for the most part now, I do have a bookkeeper that I'm working with now. Because you most... started adding so many numbers to this mix. Well, that was it, yeah. Before it was kind of simple and I could, you know, I could do it myself for the most part with a little bit of advice here and there. But I could do it myself, but now it's gotten too complicated, you know, for me. And there's just too much going on. There's too many working parts. And then that's like having a business. That's a business in itself. Yes. Right. And then now, you know, now I've started another business. So now I got taking it on both ends here right and it's you know it's start definitely becoming a lot okay that, i want to talk about that because you, you graduate you get the scholarship you got a healthy six-figure salary career going on and all of a sudden you decide to get into renovations and you design and you come up with advanced how does that feel man how was that step like yeah i mean it's always only were my the own. parents nervous was the oh fiance? for sure yeah okay. i mean they they supported me for sure 100 percent. but there's definitely a lot of nervousness there like there's always that a lot of people is always the what ifs right well what ifs well this could happen well what if and i just my philosophy has been well been a lot of what ifs with everything i've done and it's you know hasn't steered me wrong yet right you know i just count on that i'll figure it out i definitely i know far from everything and i'm learning i'm you know i'm learning every day the only thing that i count on myself for is that i'll figure it out talk to the right people whether it's reaching out to someone like yourself or Jim or another contractor, well, I don't know the problem. I mean, I can I can figure it out, right? Are you getting a lot of, are they receptive? Because I, I hear sometimes that when a lot of guys, younger guys are getting started and they reach out to certain people online uh, through social media, or whatever, not everybody replies back. No, 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 definitely not. So, I mean, like, can you get an idea of what percentage of people are you reaching out to? And then all of a sudden, maybe less than 5%, 10%. I, don't I know. mean, really, honestly, um, the guys that are the most supportive as far as advice is the younger guys. Like, really? Yeah, it really is the younger guys, the guys that have had a couple of years. I mean, if somebody's got three years in the business, they got a hell of a lot more than me. So I'm willing to, you know, they might not know everything, but I'll still talk to them because they got three years in it. So, you know, maybe they can pass something off to me that they, you know, wish that they would have known starting out. And you're really looking for that, that kind of guidance right like it's oh, important for sure. yeah exactly you know and i have i have people you know that i've spoken to and i know other contractors who have been in the business a little bit and i talk to them but it's really it's really hard to get someone it's hard to get someone to take you right under their wing to kind yeah. of help you along because you know they got their own business to run they got their own life to run right so, you know you kind of you know there's some advice on here and there but you know you do need to be able to figure it out and then I'm sure that you're eventually going to be asked one day by others and then be like, well, how did you handle this? How did you do that? And then you're going to be more than willing to share that advice, man. Oh, yeah, of course. And, and that was, you know, just like with the rental properties when I started out, I had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even know what a lease agreement was. Nobody right? in your circle of friends was doing any of this stuff? No, no, nothing. Nobody. Can nothing. you give me an idea of what their career paths are headed? I mean, everybody's in their mid late 20s. And, and so where are they all headed these days? And, and you're headed this way. Most of my, I mean, most of my friends are tradesmen. They're okay. most of them are professionals. And then I think surrounding your, you know, surrounding with your circle, right? I mean, if I'm a part of their circle, I'm definitely constantly instilling these kind of things in their, yeah. you know, in their, in their mind, right? I mean, at first to see these things happen, you know, to see me buy the rental property or to, you know, to see some of the things that I've done, it doesn't really kind of click in until a couple of years. And now it's like been four or five years and you can see the, you can see things kind of come to light and it goes, oh, okay, you know, you know, you know, he was right. You know, I can see what he was saying there. Right. But, you know, sometimes those things take time. 
So where did the name come from, and and how did you come up with the the slick trailer and all the marketing, and how did like that's you were saying it was a whole thought process. You spent a good six seven months to actually get before you actually launched it. Yeah, yeah, I lined up. You know, I'm in, in, incorporated. I lined up insurance. I got my bookkeeper lined up. You know, everything, kind of everything in in motion. You know, got all my finances in motion. I mean, a big thing for me also was the project that I did, the the multi unit residential. I had to get my new mortgage on that, right? Because I wanted to get that to a certain place, and then I wanted to refinance it and pull a new mortgage on it because I, you know, hemorrhaged so much money on the renovation. So I needed to get that in place before I could go to the bank and say, oh, by the way, I'm self-employed now, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> because then at that yeah. point, they're not going to talk to you. No, 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 exactly. And that's, yeah. uh, I'm trying to, you know, we're trying to close on another place similar to it, another commercial conversion that I'd like to do. How receptive are the banks these days because they're changing the rules by the day, man? Yeah, and just taking forever. Like, yeah. You know, I'm turnaround time on an appraisal is almost six weeks. They're you know, taking that long now? Well, yeah, you know, uh, like commercial appraisal, you know, it was, you know, you're four to six weeks for the average appraisal. By the time the appraisal, you know, the appraiser steps on site, looks at the property, gets a report and sends it back to you. And, you know, the one I just did was six weeks until the bank had it in hand. Wow. Right. You know, that's a long time. What are you looking at now? The same size place or bigger? No. So it's, it's a bit smaller. It's a single residential with a commercial um, portion on it. Okay. So it's 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 a secondary portion zone commercial. So the it's banks just, are loving the commercial side of the business, right? Or are they not no, loving no, it? No, not not where we are. They, oh really? No, they hate it. That's the hardest part. You know, that's the hardest part is the fact that it's zone commercial. I it always thought, right. like, well, I guess in you're in Toronto area, they're they're they're, they're always. As long as you can actually present your numbers, yeah. that you can have your tenant, that you can actually say, listen, they're going to be signing a lease for the next year or two or whatever, ideally three to five. But I guess everything's changing. The but up where we are, that's hard to find. And a really? lot of these a lot of these places like in this small town buying these is that there's not thriving businesses in this small town. It's a small town on the outskirts of a little bit bigger town, right? Okay. You know, there's not thriving businesses right there right now. And that's why I want to convert them to residential because there's a need for housing, but there's not a need for businesses right now. The problem is that these units haven't been occupied by any commercial tenants in years. So mm -hmm. how do you go to a bank and say, well, I'm buying a commercial property that could bring in a thousand dollars a month. Or they don't want to hear that. They, you know, they, no, they, well, where's the, you know, where's the lease agreements or, you know, where's, you know, where's your ROAs, everything for the last few years. There's, not, yeah. there's none of that. So when you're walking into these places and you're shopping around, you got an agent that's working with you or you're, you're just finding them on your own? Uh, this one's private. This one I found on my own. Okay. So this one, I just basically pretty much door knocked, bang on her door, said, you know, you saw the place and you're like saw the place, potential. I was like, this is perfect. This okay. is perfect. It's an easy buy, easy rent, everything. I like the location. I know that there's a bus route going to be in, in talks to come in right out front of there, um, which is a big thing right, to have access, public transit. So I know that's coming in the future, whether it's next year, whether it's five years, I know that the township is talking about it. So I know that this is a good purchase. So basically, yeah, I just knocked on her door. She didn't want to sell it. She kept prying every time I seen her outside. If I was driving by, <laughs> hey, you want to sell me that? Here's my yeah. number, here's my number, give me a call. And eventually, yeah, she called me and said, hey, uh, I'll sell it, right? So wow. we're working on that right now, but we're just having extreme difficulties because now I'm self-employed, right? So how, how is it with all the material increases? I mean, you, you're, you're diving into these revenue streams, but then you've got to also factor in the cost to actually get it to a place where you need it to. To be honest, for myself, I've started <laughs> in COVID. It's true. So right. this is your norm. To me, yeah, I've done the renovations and stuff prior. Like I've definitely seen, I've definitely seen the increase. Like something as small as 
I built a I built a shed in my backyard that costs four thousand dollars. I handed crazy. I, I handed that lumber package to my neighbor. Is he wanted to build the same shed, the exact same shed? So I just handed him my lumber package, everything I ordered, and he was eight thousand. Wow! So I built this shed, you know, a year and a half ago. With COVID, now it's eight thousand. That same lumber package. Eight by eight shed, or how big was the shed? Eight by ten. Eight by ten eight shed. By 10 okay, all right. And twice the price. Twice the in price. a year and a half. Twice the price. Yeah. So that's where that's where I've seen. But as far as a contractor, I've started in these in these high prices. So this is this is really all I know right now. So the two by four dropping is like a godsend for you. You're like looking at it going, oh, this is really good. This yeah, is gonna yeah. save us some yeah, pennies. This is, yeah, this is like Costco. This is discount. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. So is the fiance the wife now or not wife, yet? Wife, yeah, yeah. She's a wife. That's yeah, what yeah, I assume, we're right? March last year. Yeah, nice, congrats, man. So yeah, you're moving along. I mean, like it, it's insane how much you've done in such so little time, man. Honestly, I'm, I'm just because I've spoken to so many other people and I know what other people have done, in, including myself in my 20s and my 30s. And it's like it's very impressive that you're taking that initiative, man. Yeah, no, Honestly. I appreciate it. It's not it's not nearly as hard as anybody thinks, really. I mean, from my perspective, like I'm not I'm not smarter than any other guy. I'm not smarter than the next guy. It's it's just it's just a matter of doing it. I mean, essentially buying a house is signing a piece of paper. Yeah, right? it's just you know, it's what it is. Right, if you boil it right down. It's really not that hard. I mean, you know, even 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 getting the financing and getting the money in order, like for most people, if they haven't bought a house, especially as a first time home buyer, five percent down. I mean, you know, I'd be pretty confident that I could take anybody with a full time job and show them how they could buy that house in three months right whether they have the money or not it's just a matter of finding you know the means to come up with the money you know there's creative financing ways it's really it's 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 not that complicated it's just signing on the line putting an ad on kijiji place for rent or you know whichever or or whatever it's a house for you to live in but it's not that complicated when you get into commercial conversions and stuff like that and you know maybe turning a single you know family home the zoning and and yeah yeah, as soon as you get into zoning but that's more that's more the contractor side than really the homeowner side right i mean a lot of people are doing these and buying these places but they're just turning that over to a contractor anyways so swinging the hammer where are you picking up the skills for that? That's just coming from the, the, the diesel mechanic side of things kind of thing. Yeah. Is it connected? Is it Was it a, an easy adjustment? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I've been doing, you know, like my father, he's, uh, he's sheet metal, local 30. Um, you know, so I've been working with him my whole life right that's jim's yeah Yeah, that's from jim's union right yeah same thing yeah Yeah. for sure yeah so you know my dad sheet metal local 30 um you know he's been doing renovations our entire life i mean when i was younger i didn't have a whole much of an interest in it but he forced me to do it with him anyways (laughs) all right so (laughs) forced you yeah but listen to the force because it's actually paying off quite well yeah no for sure yeah definitely (laughs) (laughs) so it was good that he instilled that force into you right so then you can actually pick up those tricks and now you're taking what you know and amplifying it man. yeah yeah and i mean you know for the last for the last few years it's been something i've been really interested in also so i've been taking on these projects myself but i've also been just forcing myself into these situations like if somebody's doing a renovation or somebody's building a deck or they're doing anything i just force myself into the you know the situation that i'll just i'd come work for free but you know just a matter to see the project get your hands in there and see you know different projects in the way that they're doing things just absorb the knowledge from exactly these you know talk to talk to everybody you can right every contractor i mean it, you know, I picked their brain. I mean, the first guy, you know, the first guy I had living in my basement when I rented it out 
was a contractor. He was 23, 24 years old. You know, he was a subcontractor. He was a framer, started his own business. And he's living in my basement, and I was jealous of him. <laughs> you know, I, was, I was like, that's awesome, right? That's so amazing, the, man. You know, that kind of kicked me into gear. I'm like, you know, that's what I want to do, right? I mean, I could have taken I could have taken the diesel mechanics, and I could have bought my own truck and went on, a, you know, went out on my own and fixed the machines on my own, but just wasn't just wasn't something I loved to do, right? So I, you know, I know I wasn't going to be very successful in running my own business. I'm better off just putting in my time and collecting my paycheck because I didn't love it. I only ever did it for the money. And that's not necessarily what you should be doing anything for no no exactly and that was you know with the contracting i never got into it for the money you know i was making good money i was making six figures as a you know as a heavy equipment mechanic you know the money was good the hours were good i never did it for the money you know i had the rental properties it was never about the money it was just because i wanted to do it and i enjoyed doing it i didn't realize that the the big I guess the, the big companies out there like Tormont and everything like that, they offer scholarships out there. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm learning things. Just the other day I was, I was like talking to, uh, to Joe from uh, tip talk exteriors yeah. and he was telling me about, he was finding new employees through YMCA yeah. and this was all new to me and I never even heard about that. So it's like, this is interesting that they all have these scholarships that they're yeah, offering. Yeah. I think in especially all the trade colleges and that, like uh, most, most trades are like a lot of the courses are sponsored. Like I know, the Centennial College course, I believe, I may be wrong, when I was in, I think it was it was sponsored by Tormont at one point, and then Nortrax took it over. Okay. Nortrax has recently been bought out by Brant Tractor, but in that course, Tormont offers what they call the Think Big Scholarship. They kind of, every year, they go through, and, and the teachers and that will send over, will kind of we'll scout for them a little bit, and then they'll send over the information, and then they'll contact me, and I fill out an application. You know, How many are they handing out every year? I was the only one in my class. I got the oh, wow. Yeah, I believe so. There might have been one more, but I it, it was one or two. It's not many. And what's the process regarding that? I mean, you're, you're submitting an application, and they review who yeah, you are? Yeah, they review it. They contact the college directly. So they have contacts with the college. They contact them directly, talk to the dean, talk to the teachers. You know, what are your grades like? You know, do they think that you're going to, you know, have a role with Tormont? Um, you know, because that's the thing, right? If they're investing that kind of money in, in me, they want me to come there as a co-op student. So that's what I did, right? You yeah. do an eight-month co-op as the for the course. So I went there. They gave me the scholarship, and then I was kind of obligated to go there for my co-op. So I went there for my co-op, and then at the end of the co-op, they pretty much give you a good idea if you're coming back or not. And I ended up wow. you know, finished my college and came back. What's the dollar value attached to that? I'm just curious about the for scholarship. the scholarship. Yeah. It was like $3,000. That's not bad, man. It wasn't bad. I mean, the course really isn't all that bad either. I think for it's six to $8,000 a year Okay. Um, for the whole year, which, I mean, comparatively is not is not a lot. Was it you or was it the fiance that you, it must have been you saying, I'm going to lose, I'm going to leave six figures to go start something that potentially is going to start at four or five figures with potential of losing some yeah. as I learn to build? That was you. Yeah. That brought that up first. Yeah, yeah. And how was her reaction? Supported me 100%. Good for her, man. Supported me 100%. I mean, she'd, you know, she'd been by me with, for everything I've done. Like, I told her I'm cutting a hole in the side of the house and we're going <laughs> to, you know, we're doing a basement apartment. And she, you know, is a little Who's bit. Who's scratching the head first? Yeah. Her or you? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, kind of so thing. She's, okay. You know, she's kind of scared. And I said, well, I'm doing it. And I, you know, cut a hole in the side of the house and dug a hole in the ground. And I did it. And rented it out and you know we bought this you know in the building we bought and i you know i kind of gave her my plan i said you know i'd like to have this done within a year and you know i had a full-time job and she you know thought it was a bit crazy but okay i had it done in eight months right wow so and you gave yourself a timeline too to get it done yeah yeah
yeah, I want to have it done. Yeah, my whole plan, you know, I want to have it done in a year. I want to have it fully operational in a year. I, I put coin laundry facility in there as well. So just decked it. I mean, I've been a landlord, dude. I mean, like I, I've, it's a lot of work. It is. It's a it lot is. of work, man. It is. Yeah. And that's, and that's and the really, moment your tenants get wind that you actually could fix things and know a thing or two about building. Yeah, man. They oh, just I'm, in that, I, I'm uh, in that situation right now. With one they of my, just yeah. contact you all the time. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, I mean, the worst thing they can have is your cell phone number. I can definitely yeah, tell you. That. Yeah. I know that's, it, it just it drove me a little bit crazy. It drove me a little bit nuts, but I mean, good for you, Brock, man. Advanced Property Solutions, www.advancedps.ca, Brock at advancedps.ca, and then on IG and, and Facebook, it's uh, advancedps.ca on Facebook, and it's advanced underscore property underscore solutions on IG. Yeah. I'm impressed, dude. Honestly, like, I'm impressed. Like, this, this is, um, you get into construction. How do you know what to do first? Like, where do you start? Where do you, you start reaching out to people or do you yeah. go out and buy your tools? No, like, I, I mean, for me, it was more putting the word out there than I'm doing it. For the six months that I was setting this up, it was putting the word out there, putting the word out there. Just and then, planting the seed that I'm going to be a contractor. Exactly. Telling people, you know, and people had been seeing my work from the time, you know, that I've been doing it, right? Doing the apartments and, you know, doing everything that I've done. That, you know, they're seeing my work and they're understanding that the kind of work that I'm putting out there. So kind of opening it up to my circle, right? You know, this is this is my plan. I'm, you know, planning to be a contractor and, you know, kind of waiting waiting for people to tell me i'm crazy which most people do yeah. right you know but they will oh my god you're gonna quit your tormont job as you got a pension you got benefits you're making 100 grand a year what are you doing right and you want to go be a scuzzy contractor right? <laughs> so you know that's what you know that's the you know even my you know even even other contractors i've talked to right that have just been forced into it you know they've done it out of desperation right they're a contractor out of desperation and they say to me oh my god i would kill for your job right and so there's two sides to it right when i'm you know laying under a machine that's snowing and I'm in a foot of mud and customers yelling at me it's got to be going not the customers don't yell at me now either but you yeah. know, it's all, but they will uh, one day don't yeah, worry yeah yeah exactly <laughs> that but, might happen yeah yeah exactly so you gotta love it right and I mean at 25 if I'm if I'm hating it now it's not getting any better and that was kind yeah, of but there's it. a lot of 25 year olds that get into construction and they're hating it they're like desperately hating it and we're trying to figure out why is it because it is a fallback or it is like they they have a stigma attached to them that people think who they are, but they're not. It's hard work. It is hard work. I think, I think, I think that's just it. I mean, I've never, I enjoy the hard work. It's never been about working physically for me. I mean, I have to, I think I'd go crazy, right? I mean, I have to stay working. I think that's probably most people's problem is it's hard. But I get the sense that you've actually planned for all this hard. I'm. I was looking forward to it. Yeah. Right? If it was gonna be easier, you'd be like something's up. Yeah. Yeah. Something's exactly. wrong, yeah. or something's about to be wrong. Yeah. And it should be hard. So it's good for you that you're. So I get the sense that it's just plan, 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 plan. So you're in your twenties. What are you planning for your thirties? What are you planning for your forties? Is it gonna start to grow to the point where you're gonna have crews? Am I gonna start seeing more than one trailer out there? Like it's that. As that of the, right now, I mean. Yeah, that's the plan. Okay, you know, good. Um, you know, that is the plan. I want to develop this. I don't, f for myself, I mean, the thing with being a business owner for me is that I hate having a ceiling. Like what happened with me with Tormont was I wanted to be, you know, when I worked at, I was working in Concord, I wanted to be the youngest licensed guy there. I was just, you know, I was young. I was, I started there, I was 18. I said, I want to be the youngest guy to get licensed here. And I pushed, push, 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 push. And I ended up getting licensed and I was the youngest licensed guy there. And then it was, I want to be field service. I just, you know, I just, I just want to be a field service tech. Cause that to me was like the pinnacle of a diesel mechanic, right? Yeah. You get your own truck with a crane on it. 
And then I got the job. I got a field service. I had my own truck. I was working up in Aurelia. I had what I said was my dream job. I was like, I want to, you know, not work in the city. I want to work up in Aurelia. I want to have a field service truck, doing my own thing. It'll feel like I'm my own boss. I got the job and then you sit around and go, this (laughs) (laughs) this sucks. (laughs) But no, it was, it was good. It just, I limited out, right? As a, as a, as a heavy equipment mechanic, I mean, other than starting my own business, I, I felt pretty much tapped out. I mean, I can go up another buck an hour, another two bucks an hour here. I mean, I can always keep developing my skills, but really I was maxed out, you know, maybe they'll buy me a new truck or something in a couple of years, but really that was it, right? That was my life. And I was like, you know, at 24, 25 years old, I've tapped out in my career. That's pretty boring. But you get a lot of guys, and we've talked about this before on the show, where you get contractors and tradespeople that they feel they tapped out, but they only tapped out, like you just said. They basically just give up at that point. They're not seeing the potential to make that grow, make their business grow, or make their trade grow. They're just, they're not happy with it. They should figure out where to find that happiness. Yeah, and I mean, I can't say, I can't say that I know how to do it. Like, I can't say that you I haven't solved it yet. No, I haven't solved the but problem. But you're on a path of solving yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't solved the problem of, you know, I haven't solved the problem of how I'm going to have two crews or I, how I'm going to start building custom homes or how I'm going to do my first build. I, I really haven't solved that problem yet. I haven't solved that, any of it. But the thing is that, I mean, any problem that I've come over before, I haven't, I had never solved it before then either. It was right? the first time and exactly. you did it. And you yeah, just it's like, always the first time, right? Yeah. And if I keep going, keep doing jobs, keep meeting new guys, I mean, eventually I'm just going to keep learning these things. And, you know, in a couple of years, I'm going to realize, you know, you don't realize how much you're learning until, you know, a couple of years go by, right? You, it's, you realize I, I, a year or two ago, I would never have tackled that. I was exactly. scared, afraid of it, man. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And so right now, all the work is just being done by you or you got anybody else? No, I got a guy working for me full time. Okay. So, and how did you find him? He was uh, a friend of mine. Okay. So I kind of poached him. Um, You know, he was, uh, he was working for somebody else. Poached him. You know, I'm going out on my own. Uh, I can't really guarantee anything, but I knew he was hating his job. Well, I was already out on my own and I knew he was hating his job. And I said, you know, why don't you, you know, I I can't guarantee everything, but he's living at home with his parents. And I knew that, you know, if something didn't go through, if we were kind of slow for work and try and keep him going the best I can and that, you know, he wasn't going to lose his house over it or something like that. Right. So I felt comfortable and he wanted to do it. He started working with me on weekends and he worked for me for a couple of weekends and that was it. He put in his two weeks and he came to work for me full time. Same age. Yeah, same age, yeah. Okay, so now you, because it's always good to have two guys going at the same. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So I got I to gotta ask you, I mean, Brock, what kind of tools are you like? Milwaukee. You're all Milwaukee, yeah, everything Yeah, pretty red. much. I mean, I'm a mechanic. Well, That's for, why. First trades mechanic, right? Yeah. Milwaukee's got everything. Milwaukee, I can, you know, I could have all my mechanics tools and then I can take the same batteries and I can go home to all my, you know, carpentry <laughs> tools from my mechanics tools. Okay, but I got to ask you, okay, so Milwaukee, you need a table saw. What do you do? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, you yeah, need you're a track right saw. What do you do? Yeah, exactly. No, you're, I, you're you going to have to find another color. Yeah. I got a bone to pick too with the, uh, with the Milwaukee, uh, with multi-tool. Uh, the oscillating. Yeah. I hate Why? What's thing. wrong with it? I've I never, hate, oh, I hate that thing. I, it, the way, um, the way that you mount the blades to it is such a pain. The DeWalt is far superior. You just pull the trigger and mount the blade. And it just comes out. Yeah. It just comes out. All right, this show's brought to you by Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. No, but it, so that that's the only tool in the arsenal you got a bone to pick with it? No, but Oh, there's other ones? <laughs> there's definitely but, a major but, one. But you yeah. want, okay, but yeah. so I mean, but okay, so how do you answer that table saw question? How do you, what do you get? You got a Dewalt then? Dewalt, yeah. Yeah, that's what I figured cuz yeah. if you're if you're mostly Milwaukee, you're red and you can't fill the void of what they have, but I'm sure that one day they will come along and have it. I don't know why they haven't 
built a table saw yet. I don't get it, but maybe they should. I thought they had a quarter. Uh, like I thought they had some sort of table saw. Did they not? I don't know. As far as I know, I don't. I don't think. Or did they have a battery version of it? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I haven't. It's Dewalt for me, anyway. So yeah. So yeah. you got that already set up, yeah. right? Battery or corded? Corded. Corded, right? Yeah. And then you're driving. What kind of truck are you driving? It's a Dodge 1500. You got a Dodge, eh? Yeah. So you, you know that a lot of guys. Yeah. I don't know why. Like, yeah. I, I don't know why they 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 did get the Dodge, man. But it was just it was just cost effective for your business. That's what it was, right? Yeah, and I mean, I bought it when I worked for Tormont, so I got a really good. Yeah, I got a better deal on it. Right? Got I, it. So it I, made sense. Yeah, I saved like six or seven grand or something on the purchase. You're gonna stay a Dodge guy for a while, or you're gonna just uh, yeah, jump? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I mean, my next truck, I'm hoping, will be like a three quarter ton okay. diesel, just from where we are with the yeah, the standpoint of dump trailers and that, and just doing the different jobs. Yeah, um, hauling machines around. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think a three quarter would suit my needs better and i have a trailer with all my tools right so you getting hungry to do that first house are you getting hungry to dig that hole and oh yeah, yeah. get into the pit yeah 100 percent. and yeah. then have like rain for yeah. a week <laughs> yeah and yeah. then have the walls just cave you're getting hungry for all oh, that yeah, stuff hungry yeah that's what i'm looking forward to oh yeah. wow man <laughs> and where you're shoveling snow off of wood yeah, that yeah, sounds great. Hey, uh, hey, you can shovel snow. You can shovel it's snow. It's true. You I can, hate the rain. It's the rain is, <laughs> yeah. is what's wicked. But snow on wood is very slippery, man. Yeah. So you got to be careful about that. But yeah, no, it's true. Like, this is Canada, man. Like, we, we, we don't stop unless it's, like, really down, down poor, right? And yeah. then brutally cold, if it's brutally cold. Yeah, the cold, the snow, none of that, none of that really bothers me. It's the... It's the rain. That's the only thing that gets. What me. other parts are you looking forward to? Like, I mean, so you want to challenge yourself and do that first build, and obviously, you're gonna probably reach out to Jim and other guys that you've seen that have done it and ask them what to avoid, right? So then you won't make those mistakes because I guarantee you, you'll make other mistakes and you'll learn from that. But what other challenges of of that new build experience are you looking forward to? I think it's just it's the custom end of it. It's the you know adapting, like you know, like the job. The project we're on right now is boat access. It's boat access only. Can't drive in there. That's right? lots of fun. Right? So that, you know. Half your day is spent on getting to. Oh, just loading. And coming yeah, back. Yeah, loading materials. You know, materials yeah. are, you know, are handled five times over. I've never done it. I've seen it. I've experienced, like, I've experienced it through people. And it's not favorable, man. Yeah, I, I mean, but that's what that's where the market is. I mean, it's there's not a lot of guys willing to do it, and that's what we realized. That was our first job. That's what pushed me even jumping in full time. Is that was my first job that we're working on now. We got you know probably six months to a year's worth of work lined up with this job. It's a big job. It's boat access only, right? If I'm willing to do it, I got work, right? There's just not a lot of guys that are willing to do it. It has its difficulties kind of gives you a new definition of working in a condo and forgetting something downstairs and you well, got to go through the whole exactly i like, mean and there's plenty of guys there that you see on the water you see their boat going back and forth back and forth back and forth to their trailer right so what about losing stuff in the water we've done yeah third day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what did you lose uh the extension arm off the tile cutter the oh tile man yeah, extension arm fell with this. The screw was out and it fell right off, right down in the water. Uh, so, that must have been bitter, man. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> Dual tile saw. No. 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 Ishi. Ishi. What's that? Tile cutter. Like. Oh, okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. No, I thought I, I, motorized. I was thinking. Oh, okay. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. No, no, You're scoring yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. lost that. Yeah, I lost you the extension arm. Yeah. You 100%. need that. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> You're buying a new one now. Yeah. No, the worst part, I borrowed it. it wasn't even mine. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. Man. Way worse. I borrowed. So now you're buying two. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's the that's the downfall. Yeah. You know, exactly. Because now you know if something falls, it doesn't hit the pavement. It actually goes right through. Yeah. 
football and yeah, <laughs> materials, you know, handling materials. Yeah. Like, like barging it in and getting it. Like, yeah. I mean, if, you know, we've had, we've had a barge there once for, you know, we had a septic truck on the barge, getting the septic pumped out. Um, but as far as materials, a big thing for us, a two man crew, every day we're bringing materials in every day. It makes more sense. Every day we go in and out of there, we just take materials, keep taking materials. You know, if you're, if you put a large order in, well, you're at, or you're adding thousands of dollars to your order just for barging. You got to right? maximize that trip. Exactly. Right. You're, you know, you're a thousand dollar minimum and $250 for Ouch. a barge. Ouch. Right. And then how the hell are you getting it off the barge onto the land? It's all rocks. You got to carry it regardless. So I'd rather just do, you know, a couple trips with the pontoon boat, bring it back and forth. How are the clients? They're awesome. Clients they're fine. Awesome. They're cool. Yeah, yeah, you just started this job? I've uh, been on it since April. Oh, so you almost finished it? No, this is, we'll be there for a long time. How much longer? Probably another year. Whoa. Off and on. Yeah, we'll have to stop in the winter because we can't get in there in the winter. But the next, we're going to be building a boathouse. So um, there's a boathouse build to do, but we've got the cottage completely gutted. We had to level it, jacking up here and there. Um, it's three, on solid rock? Yeah, it's on. It's all on shield. So what do you, okay, so what are you, you're anchoring? Yeah. Yeah, all epoxy rebar. All epoxy rebar, right? Yeah. And then you're building right from there. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. So, you know, which has been definitely a learning process there. We're opening up all the walls, all new windows. We've added two patio doors, 18 windows. Do you have to get specific engineers for that or any engineer will tackle that? Yeah, pretty much any. Okay. Yeah, right. um, depending. There's a few There's a few people around there, um, you know, to do your drawings. And then, I mean, some things the homeowners can do the drawings themselves if they're willing to. Or, okay. You know, aka, I mean. I do the drawings, but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. And, and that's right? like, I mean, a, so you're doing drawings on what? Well, like, what program are you using to do the drawings? Smart Draw or SketchUp or you sketch on up paper? It, really? Yeah. yeah, just simple drawings. Because that's what you gotta love about the city, man. They'll accept it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. And I mean, and, and if it's homeowner submitted, it's a lot. They're a lot more lenient. Yes. Right. Homeowner submitted. So that's kind of. I mean, not that that's. I, I, I don't know if that's the right way to do it, but it seems to work, right? I mean, it gets it, it, gets it a, kind of the faults are forgiven a lot easier. Yeah. Is, is what goes on, right? Yeah. How big is this place? How big is this place going to be when it's all said and done? It's about 1,800 square feet. That's not too bad. Yeah. What else are you looking forward to? As in? Just next steps, man. Because, I mean, as you get into construction, if you're hungry about it, if you're passionate about it, you always want to try to tackle something. I know that one of the first jobs that Jim ever did that basically got him the TV show, he was actually digging underneath the house to, to, to get to the backyard because there was no side access. Yeah. And then they ended up building that basement garage and i was like i'd love to do that one day where you actually build a, a second basement underneath your basement and that's where you park your exotic cars so there's always something that us as contractors that are passionate about the industry want to build for me one of the biggest thing that turns me on is timber frame timber that's, frames eh that's a i mean that's an art in itself but to not that to many be, folks are doing it you man. know and not to say that I'm going to take on a whole new career timber framing, but just to be a part of a project that incorporates timber framing even. I Hire the crew and just hang out with them. Yeah, I just love the... I love the timber framing aspect. I just think it's such a it's such an art. If you watch what these yeah. guys do, it's incredible. It, yeah. it, it takes it takes carpentry and it takes you know it takes a contractor to another level, in my opinion. That's where it becomes finished carpentry at that yeah. point, right? There's no rough framing. Large right? scale. Yeah, that's yeah. basically what it is, yeah. right? Is there, there's got to be a trade or there's got to be a stage in any kind of construction that you're not a fond, like you're not a really keen about, man. To definitely drywall. 
Drywall? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's funny. You bring that up because we were just talking about that the other day, man. Like, this is just boring. Like, it's just so annoying and boring, man. Yeah. I, I know that a lot of guys on social media try to make it the most important trade in all, you know, in all details of construction. But I'm sorry to say it's not. I stay away from it if I can. It's just, it's just like I monotonous, it eh? It's yeah, just, I just it, hired out. And can. that sound, I mean, the, all the sounds that are associated with drywall, laying, hanging drywall, everything are oh. just very irritating, <laughs> man. In my opinion, it is yeah. what it is, right? But then you get into the whole world of plastering, and then you start getting into skim coating, and you get into plaster crowns, and that's a different world. That's a different art. But just wallboard, just hanging wallboard and doing joints after joints after joints after joints. That just gets a little boring, man. Yeah. So I could see that. Yeah, that's definitely one thing I could say. That and that and painting. I guess that those two stages. I, I don't mind painting. I like painting actually because yeah. I like that finish. I mean, nowadays I'm only spraying everything. I, yeah, you spray yeah. a roll. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I I just love it. I love that finish that you can achieve that kind of factory finish that you would get into a booth or something like that on a site. You can actually take custom to a different level. That's why I like painting these days. But it means a lot more work now because you got to mask and mask and mask and exactly. prep and prep and that's a different thing but i mean i've always never been really a huge fans of, of some of the mechanical side i mean plumbing can get dirty they're very very nasty dirty sometimes there's a lot of thinking thought process behind plumbing as well too and same with uh, hvac electricity i respect the electricians out there but you, you you're not handling it yourself you're hiring people yeah you're yeah hired all of it. yeah i mean for my own stuff for my own stuff i did a lot of it myself like a lot of the plumbing and hvac and that i did myself uh, electrical for the most part, try and try and hire as much of it out as possible. Just don't want that. Just don't want that getting connected to me. I mean, even though yeah, it's my own property, sure. yeah. just dealing with the rentals and that. If there's ever an issue, I just don't want that connected to me. So I'd rather just hand it off to somebody else. Any plans on getting any licenses that way? I mean, I've got a, I got a guest coming in on Saturday, Steve, and he's got like I think five different tickets, man. And I'm just like, when did you find the time to get all these, man? And so I'm going to talk to him about it. But any plans on doing that? No, no plans right now. I mean, I've, I've, I've known lots of mechanics and that that hold many tickets and many licenses, but they don't really seem to do you, you a whole lot of good because it just seems like you're bouncing around from one trade to another, but you're yeah. not really sure which one you like. So yeah. it's 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 not to discount anybody for having multiple licenses. I mean, if you can go through the trouble and the work of mastering all these trades and, and well whether mastering or licensing is two different things but if you can go through the trouble of getting all these licenses i mean you know kudos to you but it's just not something that i'm really interested in if it's if there's a trade that i want to do if there's something i want to do i'm going to be all in on that i'm not going to be trying to bounce around to other trades and get a ticket here and get a yeah, ticket there yeah. right? you know if i if i want to be an electrician it'll be you know i'll i'll be an electrician that'll be my company right can i ask what the uh, the wife does is she's she a rn she's a nurse Oh, she's a nurse, eh? Yeah. That's very cool. There's a lot of contractors that have the significant others that are in medical fields. And a lot of them joke about how when I start to fall apart, they can fix me. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, it kind of makes sense, man. Because, yeah. you know, we will eventually start to fall apart. And then they're, they'll be there to kind of put it back together, right? Yeah, and you need that stable income. So. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Yeah. So I'm still very impressed, man. Like, so where else you going to, you want to be heading in construction there? Like, you're brand new, five months into the game. Any negative thoughts on it or anything like that? Any negative sides on it or? Quoting. Quoting, huh? Yeah. 
constant yeah. quoting yeah constant quoting i feel like i got a major beef with 705 contractors like these facebook pages and that where it says looking for work and all every contractor under the sun is dming them and i mean i know i've spoken with countless contractors with the same issue but you know for myself being a new contractor i need to be you know i need to be trying to get my name out there yeah but it's frustrating when you're getting your name out there and you know that you're in a you know you're bidding on a small job with 30 other people and it says okay well uh, you know i had someone the other day say can you come tonight to look at this job is it no i can i can't come tonight you got to set some boundaries man they said oh you know okay well uh when can you come i said well you know realistically um you know two to three days okay well we'll let you know if we need more quotes more quotes how how many do you got i don't want to be 15 yeah right and i'm not you know i'm not interested in bidding on this job you know like it's a you know, like i'm at an auction they're shopping, here, they're right? shopping yeah, around exactly. yeah right and, and 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 i feel like i've had that a few times now and i mean especially for myself as a new contractor actually my my quote is based off jim's quote sheet he yeah. sent it to me and yeah. i've you know i've developed my quote sheet based off his i obviously have a few less lines than he does i base it off that i I spend a lot of time on it because also as I quote, I also learn what things cost, right? Yes. So I also kind of put a, you know, a mental note and a written note if I need, like I'll talk to guys and I'll get a rough, okay, this costs this much per square foot. Like if I haven't done that or if I haven't seen that, then I'm making notes that. So for, you know, for me to make a quote on a large scale job takes me a long time. When I'm submitting that quote, I'm submitting that quote counting on getting that job. So it needs to be proper, it needs to be right. So for me, if I spend three, four hours on a simple quote, it's a small quote, but I'm spending hours on it. And I know that 10 other guys and they're just not even that they have no plans. They have no plans in doing the job. They just want to know, okay, well maybe if we go do this in two, three years, we want to know what it costs or we're just, yeah, but that quote's got nothing to do with two, three years from now. Well, exactly. And you know, and, and that's the thing. It's like, well, if you wanted a ballpark, I can give you that over the phone. Right. You yeah. know, but you know, if you want a firm price, if you want to know what it's really going to cost every, you know, every detail of this job, what it's going to cost, it's going to take me a lot of work. Right. So are you, I think, are you, are you, sorry, are you, are yeah. you quickly, learning the cardinal rule on how to say no to certain clients no not yet <laughs> not yet eh? well not i mean yet. that's a rule that it takes a while to learn i yeah. mean you gotta kind of perfect it but like you're speaking to somebody and they're like we'll give you maybe a call later on to find out if we need another quote i mean those are the people that you want to start weeding out and you got to start figuring out okay well my skill set is at this level and this is what i'm going to deliver but hopefully you're comparing me to similar contractors and then getting a fair market value regarding the quote so you're not you're not comparing apples and oranges right you're you're getting a guy who's going to do it for cash or you're getting another guy who's doing it all legitimately well and mm -hmm. that's just it you know we we're showing up we got you know nice tools nice truck nice trailer we're not we're standing behind our work whether we know everything you know we may not be the best at everything or you know as efficient as some other guys but we like i'd rather take a loss on a job or make less money than to put out a you know inferior product yeah, right so whether sure. it takes me more if I can't, if I get into something and I'm like, you know, this is, this is out of my, this out of my range, you know, I'm just not really understanding this or I haven't done this before. Well, yeah. I'll bring the right guy in who does, who I know that does that. And I'll bring him in. I'll pay him. I, I won't make any money on it, but next time maybe I won't have to bring him in. Right. So as long as we get that done and we get, you know, good quality. So that's what, you know, that's what I'm willing to do. I'm not looking to just, you know, be a tailgate smasher and roll in yeah. there and, you know, throw my tools around and, oh, I need 50% up front. It's got to be cash. And who came up with the, uh, the propane drawer, man. Oh, you see, because that's slick, man. I'm telling yeah, you, that's yeah. slick. Yeah, I did. I was just uh, everybody we're... like what I'm talking about is go to his IG and you'll see it. And I'm like, you'll go. That's slick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just did that. I just actually just finished that this morning. I just oh, that's very morning. cool. Talking to clients, they had their propane fireplace up on the newly built deck that we built. 
Uh, Nobody wants to see the propane tank. No, and then you know, and then and then we built a, a grill platform that we had to cut out. You know, 18 inches of rock to get the deck platform in there. Put that in there, and then so the propane tank was hanging off the side of it, and they had and they you know they were trying to figure out a way to get the propane under the deck, possibly to drill a hole through the deck for the for the fireplace. And yeah. I looked, I said, you know. Let me see what I can figure out. And, you know, I figured out I can, if I run two remote lines, I can put a drawer and I got, you know, two, two, two sets smart. of 70 pound drawers. That's and, smart, yeah, man. But, a lot of people are going to copy that one. Yeah, I like it's, that one. It's, it turned out better than I thought it was going yeah. to, to be honest. It's one of those things you just, I just figured it out as I was getting into it. And we ended up using some fence board cutoffs and just some cutoffs wood. And it really was, I mean, other than labor is inexpensive to do. And it yeah. looks great. And then it just, it's a showpiece to them. They're going to love it. And now their friends are going to see it and they're going to want it. Yeah, yeah. We've done, I, I don't know, I've been there for months now. We've done, you know, $80,000 for the work. And the owner said to me, that's his favorite thing that I've done so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what about that 14-foot LVL and the, you know, 5-foot no, screen No, 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 the propane no, no. drawer, the propane Love drawer. Love the propane drawer. I'm like, fuck, I'll just do 20 of those then. <laughs> you could, man, yeah, and just, yeah. just turn them out and yeah, get them out yeah, there. Yeah, EPS is done. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all it is, man. It's propane. <laughs> I love it, yeah. man. Like really, really thrilled to find out what's going to happen next. You're going to eventually, so you are going to go through, and I'm sure that you talked to Jim about this briefly. You are going to go through ups and downs, man. You yeah. are going to come across a recession eventually at some point. You're going to come across where you're going to need to hire a, a crew or more guys or girls or whatever, and some will fail. Some will drop the ball. Some will mess up, and then you'll have to play that card with the with the clients. And you're prepared for all that stuff, man. You You might eventually at one point get a client who won't want to pay you. You know what I mean? Or maybe be that really particularly picky client who just doesn't want to work with you. Or, you know, like, are you prepared for a lot of that kind of stuff, man? I mean, I'd be lying if I said I was 100% prepared for all of it, obviously. Can't be. You know, you can't, can't be prepared be. for those kind of things, yeah. right? I mean, for me, as far as on the financial end of it and slow times, just trying to be as prepared as possible, you know, having the cash flow coming in from the rental properties, having cash set aside, you know, for myself, for my guy, I mean, if I didn't work for a few months or a few weeks, I'm going to get through it. But I, you know, if I got a guy working for me, I mean, he needs a paycheck. You know, if yeah. I want him to, if I want him to be there next year, if I want to keep him, he needs a paycheck every week. So it's kind of, it's keeping that going is for right now, it's, it's, it's not even as much about lining up the work. It's just keeping things rolling and keeping steady and not having downtime, trying not to have downtime. And I mean, as you know as a two-man crew it's a little bit easier than some of these guys with bigger crews but essentially for me just starting out that's a you know it's a tall order for me to try and make sure we line up these jobs and scheduling jobs knowing how long they take right knowing yeah. how long every job takes too are you paying yourself brock like yeah. i mean you yeah. so you finally started on that and realized yeah, that yeah okay. yeah i'm paying myself just you know kind of a base amount but being being incorporated i'll be paying myself through dividends so I'll of course a, a yeah. t5 obviously yeah. right so but then you look legit and yeah, you're a responsible citizen. Well, exactly. I mean, and I know people going through it right now is like you said, you want to pay 15, you, you want to claim $12,000, $15,000 in income. Well, pay now or pay later because when you want to go get that mortgage and you're you 7%, won't get approved, man, right? You need to go to, you know, B lender or private lending because you're not showing any income. Well, you know what you just saved on tax, you're going to pay an in interest, right? So or when you want to go get a new truck, like I know. You know, a contractor, I know a drywaller, he makes great money, makes a lot of money. It's all cash. So drive Ouch. around and, you know, it's all cash. Everything he does is all cash. He makes fistfuls of money, but he can't finance the truck. Don't they realize that? Like, don't they get well, you know, the two-way street? He, how he, that this guy is now, but, I mean, a lot of people don't, right? At the start, they just, you know, they don't want to pay, but... 
Who came up with all the marketing, man? Was that you? Yeah, yeah, it's all myself. Good for yeah. you, man. Yeah. You're just thinking, I gotta just set it up this way, and this is what I want. The branding is important to have all the branding, the card, the cap, the stickers, the truck, everything. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's 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 definitely got to be about a brand, and you got to build a brand. You got to be recognizable. I, I I know myself. I've hired a contractor myself, uh, Stonemason. I mean, shout out to him, Southpaw Stoneworks. Sure. I mean, he's you know he lives around the corner from me. I hired him because I like the graphics on his truck. I was like, you know what. <laughs> <laughs> that guy looks like you know but he looks he's but all he delivered in. the work was good but the work was good right okay. and i you know i had um you know i had this conversation with the clients that i'm working for now like they're business owners themselves conversation that you know you got first impressions mean a lot right yes but you know you also don't want to be all smoke and mirrors right you know you don't want to be all smoke and mirrors you got to be able to deliver so you know the marketing is going to get me in the door but then once i'm in the door i got to be able to produce you got to deliver you got to produce man so that's i mean that's the other side of it but i don't think that there's going to be an issue with that you know no matter what it takes we're going to deliver you know no matter what it takes who you know whether it's myself or anybody else whoever i need to get in there we're going to get the job done we're going to do a good job coming from tormont and you're an employee going to starting your own business are you realizing really quickly that there's so much paperwork attached to construction that you've got to operate that business it's not just about swinging the hammer you you like you totally know that right yeah yeah 100 percent. and i mean i also realized why you know they charged 185 dollars an hour for me and i definitely wasn't making that so you know <laughs> yeah. but there's there's a whole lot there's a whole lot more to it right there's a lot of overhead there's you know and if you of- ignore it and just leave it alone and not pay attention to it you're just gonna pile 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 and all of a sudden it's gonna be a major problem later on and yeah. that's what a lot of guys we see a lot of guys who get started or in it they just don't pay attention to the business side of yeah, the business. Yeah, and I mean, I thought I'd be a lot more prepared for it than I was, to be honest, coming from having the rental properties and dealing with, you know, that income coming in, dealing with the books on that. But it's definitely it's definitely a lot more than I thought, 100%. Yeah. I'm, I'm not near, like, I'm organized, I think, but I'm not as organized as I thought I would be. I just feel like there's a lot going on, like, you know, you're working all day. We're a two-man crew. We're boat access, right? we got to get to the marina. we got to get on the boat. You know, or I, I got to go to Home Depot or got to get an order in the morning or then I got to go get an order at night to have it ready to go on the boat in the morning. Right. So, you know, you know, you're working long days, you're getting in late. The last thing you want to do is start doing paperwork and everything. Right. You're so, exhausted. The day's done, man. Yeah. It's, it's just it's hard. It is hard. How are your, uh, you? Are you building all your relationships, all your supplier relationships? I don't even know what it's like up in Midland there. Like, is it just mostly the big boxes? But I'm assuming there's a lot of mom and pop shops up there, too. No, there's not. There's none. There's 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 not a lot. No, for sure. Like, so it's like, just run by all the big box. It's like you got Home Depot, Home Hardware, Timber Mart, you know, wow. your standard, you know, your big three. There's not. There's some smaller, like, lumber mills and that. But as far as, like, the mom and pop shops, like, I go down to Barry to, like, Fast Tech and stuff like that to get tools. Or I'll order them online at Tegs Tools as well. Yeah, right everyone's, like, shipping them for next to nothing yeah, if you exactly, spend so much money, right? right? Just, you, 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 Exactly. There's no yeah. point in me driving around looking for them, right? But there's no, there's not a lot of mom and shops up there, which you think there would be. Yeah, that's what I, that town. would assume, yeah. No, but, I, you know, you get pushed out pretty quick by the big box stores, right? Uh, that's a good and bad thing. I mean, and who are you liking these days? Home Depot or Home Hardware? Or like, who you... With COVID, I was, I was really preferring Home Depot. My issue, like... If Home Hardware or Timber Mart had online ordering down like Home Depot did, 
right? Then it w- I would be exclusively them. My issue with, I mean, Home Depot with getting uh, material shipped, you know, is that's a, insane. Yeah, it's a complete van. You you might as well pick it up yourself, right? It's insane. But Home Hardware, I like dealing with them because I can have it shipped to you know for thirty bucks or whatever. Yeah. Right? You know, they'll send the order right to the marina and drop it off right for thirty bucks. But in Home Depot, I need to pick it up myself. I need to. But I guess with all of them, it's all just the lesser of two evils. Like they're all. Exactly. And then, you know, you're sourcing, you're talking to the sending emails to home hardware, sending them a, you know, a Word document or an Excel document with everything you need and quantities. And that's, you know, that's how they operate. And that's how I've been instructed from them to operate. So that's how we're doing it. No prices or anything online. Whereas Home Depot, I can go online, I can, you know, build a cart, cash out, get it all ready. And then just let me know when I can come and pick it up. It's easy. Yeah, that's exactly. it. Right. Right. So it's hard. I mean, I'd rather support home hardware being, you know, they're individually owned yeah. Canadian company, yeah. you know, especially, you know, as a timber marts as well. But if you're adding three hours to my order process, by the time I need to wait for you to like, you know, if I send off an email for materials and I don't hear back from you until for two days, three days, that's no good for me. No, you right. can't run a business that way. No. So, Brock, I mean, I got to, like, when you first came up with the idea of telling people, that, okay, I'm going to leave this and start this, during COVID, they must have just been twice as mad or twice as upset because you're like, how do you, how are you going to start a construction business during COVID? Yeah, well, that was definitely, definitely some of the pushback I got was just wait till COVID's over, wait till COVID's over, right? I mean, now's just, now's just not the time to start a business. In my opinion, I was like, now is the time to start a business. You know, coming out of COVID, you know, there's going to be a lot of businesses that are going to fail because yeah. of COVID. But coming out of COVID, there's going to be more opportunities than ever. Like I look, I look up in my area and I look at all the homes that are getting built, and I look at well, I mean, how many of these people are going to want an updated kitchen? How many of these people are going to want an updated bathroom? That's right? You know, all these townhouses going in. There's a lot of development going on. So and all I'm looking at is there's work and there's not enough contractors for it. Because I know myself, even dealing with my properties, of you know, there was there's there were things things that I didn't have time for that I was trying to hire someone else to come in and do while I'm working my full time job. And I could not get anybody, you know, I just couldn't get anybody to show up. Right. So, you know, that's just the industry, man. I mean, that's the industry for sure. But talking to other contractors is more work than they know what to do with. There's a lot. Right. And there's more houses going up, more people moving up there. Right. There's a lot of people coming out of the city and starting to move up north, uh, being able to work remote. So to me, I was like, if 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 I'm going to start a construction company, it's, it should be now. Right? Yeah. Are you getting any kind of sense from the banks because you've been dealing with them? that there's a potential of a recession coming soon. Like we, we, Jim and I have talked about it so many times that we feel that the end of next year is going to be, uh, there's the potential of it, which yeah. is going to turn. It's going to turn the industry. Are you preparing? Are you thinking? You smelling that kind of thing as well? Yeah. I mean, things have to slow down. Like I would, like I would think things need to plateau. History. You know, I'm 25. I don't, you know, for me to speak and, you know, they, you know, kind of speak on this, this is really all that I know, right? This yeah. is the economy that I know. So, you know, you can take, take my opinion for what it is, but I think that it has to slow down. It's got a, you know, it has to plateau. But to say that we're going to hit a major recession or, you know, whether you're talking about the construction industry or real estate prices, right? I mean, I think those are kind of two different animals. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean, real estate prices can do one thing, but, you know, the... We've been saying it for over a decade that 
there was going to be a bubble. We haven't seen a bubble. We haven't even hear, heard any air being leaked out. It's just like this is not stopping. But We have a lot of room, though. Like, we got a lot of room to go. Like, yeah. if you look at the average income and you look at places like Europe and the affordability in Europe and other places, like, we have a lot of room to go yeah. before we are even close to where they are. And they're, you know, and they're sustaining, right? But I it's mean, the construction side of things now. You have to wonder, okay, so when is that? plug going to be taken out right and people start trying to get back to normal traveling spending their expendable money on travel and other things instead of construction right now there's such a, a huge amount of money in the banks for personal income and that's why people are doing what they're doing with construction right like with their homes that's why we're so busy but that eventually is going to slow down it has to it has to it has right to. Yeah, and I, I fret for the younger guys that have just completely sold everything in like you were saying it's like bought that full scale, fully loaded pickup truck, leased it or whatever. And then all of a sudden, what if this does fall? Yeah. What well, are you going to do it, now? Yeah. It, you know, if you don't have anywhere, but if the construction industry, if the construction industry is declining, I think a lot of other industries are declining. Either. So sure. I, I don't think there's a lot of security anywhere, you know, working for Tormont. Well, if construction isn't happening, then machines aren't digging. And if machines aren't digging, then I'm not fixing them. Yeah. Right? So in my opinion, I'm affected either way. So it really didn't matter to me, right? Yeah. If you, you know, if, if, if you're not renovating, then there's no building happening. There's no nothing happening. Construction's slow everywhere. So if construction's slow everywhere, then it's going to affect everybody. Uh, what, are you, what are you getting known uh, to be known for? Like, what are you, what are you, like, are you picking up some certain techniques that it's be like, that's your signature right now? Right now, uh, conversions. That conversions, be, eh? yeah. Like conversions, like sweet okay. conversions. Um, you know, taking taking a basement, turning it into an apartment. Obviously, taking a commercial space, turning it into an apartment. Um, knowing what needs to be done, being efficient at it. That's definitely that would that's what we what we'd be known for right now. Well, a lot of it is just code, right? It's just understanding fire and sound, code, right? Yeah, but <clears throat> are they asking for a lot of legal? A basement apartments or no? Yeah, and it's a lot of like what I'm finding is that there's OBC and then there's your your inspector. Right. You're there's, you know, there's there's OBC and then there's my inspector's code. Right. Like It's funny you bring that up because it's so true, man. Yeah. It's like you could be building as per the OBC, but then the inspector can come in and just I don't know what, why they're saying what they're saying. Well, you know, for instance, if your home, I, I, I could be I could be a little wrong on this, but if your home's over older than five years old, Right, the fire separation between units is 30 minutes. Right, so one layer of five-eighths drywall will get you that 30 minutes on the ceiling. Right. I was always thought it was supposed to be 60, so double layer. Double layer of five-eighths drywall, but your standard for a house older than five years old to retrofit is 30 minutes. I didn't know that. I've only yeah. dealt with the new, even if you're doing a new rental, if you're doing a new rental, it's a full-scale rental. It has to be 60, but I guess if it's an older house. And you're not renovating the top, you're only renovating the bottom. It yeah, has to only it, be thirty. There's there's a gray line there, and that's what I was told from, And that's where the inspector comes and in. And that's and that's what the inspectors have told me because I've gotten a different answer multiple times because there was a one time like I thought it was only if you're developing a new unit, right? So if you're only developing a new unit, but if you say take a house that's already zoned, say R three, but it's not being used as a it's not being used as do du, uh, dual suites. Yeah, see I was taught 
if both above and below are being renovated, then it has to be 60. Yeah, 60 minutes. If you're just doing the bottom and not touching the top, then it's the 30s. Yeah, what I was yeah, told. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. If, you, yeah. if you're just to do a basement. But you'll apartment. get an inspector come in and go, no, 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 I want double layer there, even though you're not renovating the top. Is that what they're asking well, for? Double, well, 5 8 fire code with six inches of safe and sound and res channel. Okay, yeah. That'll get you your 60. And then you'll get your 60 that way. Yeah. Or you can just do no res channel, put two layers of five eights. Two layers of five eights. Yeah. yeah, continuous. Yeah. So if continuous. your mechanical goes through the joist cavities, you have to go into the joist cavity with yeah. the double layer. Exactly. Which is such a pain in the arse, man. Yeah, we're but safe and sound. We'll do that a lot easier. Exactly. Right. right. So with the the most recent one we did, we did um, two layers of safe and sound. A layer, one layer six inch, one layer four inch acoustic panels yeah and then furring channel not res channel we did furring channel okay over top the 5 8 fire code drywall then onto the furring channel that's more than 60 isn't it oh well over 60 yeah it's that's a lot. well over we 60. did it for sound transmission so the standards yeah. like, and that's the other thing yeah the like the sound transmission is like 50 or like however they rate it yeah that's the standard now we're like above and beyond that but for in my experience you know whatever the obc is double or triple it for sound because that's going to be your biggest complaint with a rental units always sound the issues that i've seen with inspectors when they come into the sites it's always about the protrusions it's always about the crossover of mechanicals because they recently changed it i think a few years ago where at first i thought you had to have separate hvac systems for each unit you couldn't exchange air between the units then they changed the rule saying that you can if you start zoning damping the two separate units they can run off of the same main unit yeah. Right. But then you're feeding it because you can't exchange air from one unit to the other because that's a fire path. That's a sound path as well. Right. So whenever I see inspectors coming in and they're inspecting legal places, they're really keen on the protrusions, man. They're trying to they're literally following the lines of exhaust for your hood, for your dryer, all your power, how it's all running. And if it somehow crosses the one dwelling in the basement and then it crosses to the other dwelling above it. Well, nothing, I mean, as far as HVAC goes, nothing transfers sound faster than a, like a cold air return. Yeah. Right? It's or a tunnel. Ducts, right? It's a tunnel. Nothing yeah. Nothing transfers sound better than that. So yeah. I mean, a lot of people are starting to go with ductless, right? You just go with ductless systems or even, I mean, baseboard heaters as inefficient as they can be. If you're retrofitting, right. That, I, I had a property and it was the previous landlord. That's what they did. Right. But yeah. then, I mean, yeah, sure. They did that at a time when hydro rates were far lower Exactly. and yeah. then hydro rates just started going through the roof. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. It, exactly. I mean, long term, short term, it's a lot easier. You know, at 120 bucks a pop, you throw some baseboard heaters in, it's a lot easier. But you right? get a lot of dry, really nasty Still heat. Still no air circulation. Yeah, that's right. the thing is yeah. there's no air movement at all. And you're talking no. about Canada, even with tenants, you're going to have that place shut for six months. Yeah. And you got, you got stagnant air in there for six yeah. months, right? So it's just, it's harsh. It's harsh when I see just baseboard heaters, but I totally see what you're saying. It's like, it makes sense economically to do it that way. Yeah, well you're you know you're taking uh you know say a $60,000 job and going to tack on another, you know 15 20,000 yeah. you know either to do zones or that's a lot, right? Yeah. You know if you just want to get it done, get some income coming in, right? That's a different story. Right. Right. So, and that's why sometimes like I, I remember some uh, some friends of mine would come by and take a look at my units and they'd be like these are nice units. And I go, "Yeah, well the thing is you just I've seen shitholes where people are living in them, they don't care about it, right? So, and that's that's the norm. Like people think, okay, that's a dwelling, but someone still lives in here, right? Yeah, exactly. And that just would keep me up at night, 
right? So like that's where they're sleeping. That's where they're. That's their home, right? Yeah, so. and you know we follow the same philosophy. We, you know, we 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 do have baseboard heaters and a lot, you know, and a few of them, but we have the nicest units in the area, right? Can you imagine, know, we, yeah. You know, we demand higher rent for sure, right? But we're getting also higher class tenants as well. Yeah. So it's easier to manage. And then, you know, I don't like going back into a unit for small mundane issues, right? Or, you know, sound complaints, right? You know, I, I just, I'm not interested in that, right? So when yeah. I, I know when I hand one of my units over to a tenant, I can, as, as long as they're happy there and they're paying rent, I can not hear from them for a year. Right, because there's there's nothing wrong. Everything's brand new. I get I get five six year warranty as long as as long as the warranty I can get on all my appliances, I max it out. Right, all yeah. the appliances. Is, yeah. There's anything wrong, I call. Okay, it's just longevity, work. man. Yeah, that's exactly. all it is. Brand new everything, floors. Make you know. them happy, keep it clean. They take care of it, and then they'll stay as long as they possibly can, unless their career path or their life changes, and then they have to move out. But that's what you want. You, I was always focused focused on finding cl- uh, like tenants that would stay a long, long time, because keep them happy, and then they they stay. That's all it is, man. Yeah, exactly. All right, man, Brock. So you, we got one more one more segment to do. But before we do that, Advanced Property Solutions, www.advancedps.ca, and then it's Brock at advancedps.ca, and then on Facebook it's uh, at advancedps.ca, and on IG it's advanced underscore property underscore solutions you know the last segment yeah <laughs> that's it the 12 questions man i've been i've been getting wind from a lot of guys that listen that uh they they just keep on thinking oh this is easy to answer when i'm listening to the show but it's harder to answer when actually being asked right on the show man yeah. <laughs> so i'm like okay well here, here you go here's your 12 questions of, uh, of construction what is your favorite construction word timber frame timber frame yeah what is your least favorite construction word Good enough. Oh, I hate that. I can't I stand that, that one. Yeah. I can't Good stand enough. that I, one. You know, somebody, somebody asked me, they say, you know, I'll hear from across the room, do you think this is good enough? I'm not fucking walking over there because I'll guarantee it's not. <laughs> if you're asking me, it's Why not. Why are you asking me? Yeah, you already yeah, know yeah, what my I'll, reply is going to be. It's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you on in construction? Foundations. Foundations? Yeah, you see a foundation, it's ready to build. Like um, a good, clean, concrete. It's a nice foundation. It just looks like a house. You know, once the foundation's in, I just feel like things are moving. Got once it. that foundation's in, it's nice. It's true. It's nice, man. What turns you off in construction? Rain. Yep. Rain, especially if you got to barge it, boat it in, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that complicates uh, it for sure. <laughs> what is your favorite curse word or phrase? Uh, it's got to be a little bitch. Little bitch. Yeah, every, <laughs> yeah no, I'm not doing anything. It's just like you fucking little bitch. <laughs> just, I know, like that. Yeah. I don't think anybody's ever expressed it. Yeah. That's cool. What is your favorite car, truck, bike, or vehicle? It's got to be. It's pretty simple. A Ram 2500. Really? Uh, yeah. Huh? Three quarter ton, like six seven. Got to give a shout out to Heavy Duty. There, uh, those guys got some nice rigs. Oh, that's right. They yeah, do. Yeah, they got their own. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I love their trucks. I've been yeah. talking to them. I, hopefully, they'll get back to me because they want to come on the show. I yeah, want to talk yeah, to no, them, that'd man. That'd be awesome, yeah. That'd be good. Uh, what is your least favorite car, truck, bike, or vehicle? Any Anything from a 97 to like an 04 F-150. Like with that round front end, uh, if you know what I'm talking about. If you look it up, I just, I hate it. It's just I, ugly. Oh, I hate it. I it's hate just it. Yeah. ugly. You, yeah. you almost want to just slap the person who actually designed it, man. Yeah, yeah. I those, know exactly what you're talking about. F-150s, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck happened there. Just awful. Uh, what construction sound or noise do you love? Air nailer. Tum, 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 tum. Yeah, I love the sound of that air nailer. Brad nailer, too. That sounds good. You, you haven't gotten into batteries? 
No. They're heavy. Yeah. No, I don't like them. All the kids are all telling me to get into batteries. And I'm like, they're heavy, man. No, I'm a mechanic. It's air. I like air. Yeah, I like no. the sound of the compressor. Yeah, coming, no, like I, I like it. It's 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 consistent. Nothing pissed me off more than you know when you're going, your battery's getting dead, not driving the nail as far. No. Oh, look, uh, put a little circle around yeah, that one. Yeah, put exactly. a little circle no, around that one. No, it's consistent. <laughs> uh, what construction sound or noise do you hate? That's uh, planer. The, like a it's such planer. a whiny, yeah. Oh, it's so loud, and you get a yeah. shitty blade on and there, and it gets too, right or, in your ear. Yeah, you're doing pine or anything, and you hit a knot, and it's just squealing. Oh, you I hit mean, a little nail if yeah. you forgot it. Oh yeah. There goes the blade, yeah, and now done. here goes yeah. five, ten minutes to switch it up. Yeah, exactly. Right, and then you got to feed it out like you're you're threading the, uh, yeah. the needle, right? <laughs> yeah. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? Uh, architect. Really? Yeah. You're already on your way, man. I like the I like the design. I like Are you the, planning on getting your BCIN? Is that no, the idea? No, no. You won't go that far. No, I don't think so. No. Why I, not? I don't know. I just well, you know, maybe down the road. I just don't even want to think about that right now. You know, try and master one thing at a time here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what profession would you not like to do? Painter. You can't stand painting. No, eh? I, I hate painting. I just I. You so know who what? handles your painting? I I have guys that I call in. I'll I'll do I'll do some like small of course like I'll have to do some painting and then yeah. or my wife. <laughs> Mainly, yeah, she does the thing. I just hate it. Every time I go to paint, I'm just okay. You know, take it easy. You know, pour this nice. No drips, nothing. Like I don't, you know, nothing on my hands. My boots. patience, man. Patience. Five minutes later, fucking paint everywhere. I got patience, on the bottom of my boots. Man. It's on the floor. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> but aren't you following a lot of the guys on IG, like painting and paying attention to what they're doing, or is it just like you? Like, I don't like that trade. No, I, I don't like painting. No, I just don't like that trade. <laughs> no. uh, last question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Good job. Relax. Good job. Relax, man. Brock, really appreciate it, man. Guys, check out his page. And then if you're up in the... So what area are you concentrating on? So we're out of Victoria Harbor, just outside of Midland, but anywhere like Southern Georgian Bay, Simcoe County. All How south would you go? As far as... I mean, we even go to Alston towards Newmarket if we have Got to. It. But okay. like all, all of Simcoe County... You know, Innisfil, Barrie, Midland, Aurelia, Georgian Bay, all that area. Uh, again, Advanced Property Solutions, only been in the business five months, man. Yeah, that's it. Fresh. And you're already making waves, man. Honestly, you're already making, and you're already lining up everything properly, which is really, really important, man. Yeah, trying to. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we want to come into this. Well, I want to come into this right. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to skip these steps and then a year down the road realize that you know I, I was doing this wrong for all this time for a whole year i've been doing my books wrong or i've been you know quoting wrong right and it's costing me x amount of dollars like i you know i wanted to learn that and get that in order first and then you know now i can focus on the good you know the real part right doing don't be work. surprised if you start getting a lot of guys and girls reaching out to you to to, to jump on yeah well i hope so because i mean the work you'll focus on the work the work will come in you're going to need more bodies that have the same like-minded sense that, that you have that you've built yeah and then they're going to want to jump on and be a part of it man yeah well i mean that's i mean for us that's our next step uh, you know we're you know we're lining up work things things are in line things are operating smoothly um it's just a matter of manpower and keeping things going Perfect, man. All right. Again, reach out to him, uh, www.advancedps.ca, Brock at advancedps.ca, and Facebook at advancedps.ca, and IG, advanced underscore property underscore solutions. Brock, thank you again very much for the Thanks, maple man. syrup no, and for the deer meat, man. Me. Honestly, I'm going to get that packed at the gym so he can enjoy it as well, man. So I really appreciate you coming down here and, and doing the show. No, thanks. I know for we've me. talked so many times on, yeah. on, on DMs and everything like that and just reaching out. And I like anybody reaching out. 
and just you know ask me a question ask anybody that i know a question or whatever and i'll get it to them and it's, it's just that's how it works man that's what no I no it's no um, this is awesome thanks for having me i mean as far as you know compared comparatively to some other guys you had i mean i'm a nobody five months in the business that's yeah, it i right? wouldn't yeah. say that man like trust me you, like you're making some serious waves man like i'm i'm hoping that a lot of the younger guys because they're the ones that are mostly listening to the show are paying attention going shit if that guy's already doing that I should be that much further. So I'm going to start paying attention and, and start doing other things differently. So you're making waves, dude. You're doing things right. You're doing things the way it should be done. And then you're you're preparing yourself to handle any situation that comes down. Well, I appreciate it. But, you know, it's definitely a lot of it. You know, it's thanks to guys like you, too. I thanks, mean, I've man. Been, I've been listening to your podcast now. I mean, I don't miss a single episode, right? I <laughs> thanks, mean, man. There's some, you know, there's some that I listen back to. And, you know, I'll listen to them over again. Just there's, a, you know, some tidbits in there. I'm like, oh, you know, that's good. Which I'm just curious. Which are some of the favorites that you like? You know what? One that I just listened to again the other day was your one with uh, Jesse Barbosa. Guy's solid. Yeah. I know. Another, well, you know, he's 25 years old. Yeah. You know, I yeah. relate to him. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's talking about framing. And I just kind of, you know, he was talking about a little bit about, you know, him and his buddies, you know, trying to buy their first house and that. Yeah. And, you know, to me, I'm like, well, that's fucking easy. But he's talking about, you know, the framing and like it's nothing. And, you know, all the, you know, everything that he knows about framing. I'm like, well, that's fucking If cool, you ever right? get a chance, man, yeah. try to get to a job site that he's currently right now just wrapping up a job for Jim. Uh, get on a job site and just watch him. Man. Oh, I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Like, I, yeah, I, the guy I, is definitely. solid. And and I mean, I, I, I want to try to get more framers. I actually got a few DMs recently where guys were asking me to get more framers. Some guys from out west, they're like, I, I totally love that episode. That's what they're saying about Jesse and talking to him. And he's like, I want to hear more about like concrete and framing, concrete and framing. So I've been reaching out to concrete and framing guys. It's just like yourself. Everybody's nervous at first. Yeah. Oh, I don't, yeah. Like, I'm sure you're <laughs> relaxed now and you're totally down to it. Like, you, you're just like, oh, this is pretty easy. Man, this is pretty simple now. Yeah, I'm right? shitting my pants. There's no reason to. Yeah, you're just like waiting to do like, it's going to be live or something. No, and you no don't worry. Like, no, no, we're planning yeah. on doing something like that. But the yeah. thing is, man, no, no, no. We just do it. We just talk, and and I, I I respect that all the trades and what they do, right? Even the drywallers, I totally you know respect that. But I mean, yeah, a lot of guys have complimented the Jesse shows, and and, and the guy is just a straight shooter and such a young. He's a he's an old soul, man. Yeah. That's all it is, right? No, I, yeah, I like listening to that. And there was a couple other ones I can't name off the top of my head, but no, no, that's uh, too, you know, totally you, appreciate you listening to the show, yeah, man. Yeah, you know, and there's been you know a lot in you know listening to just yourself and Jim, you know, and talking to you guys, right? You know, there's a lot of a lot of things you you can't replace experience, no. right? You can only Google so much, you yeah. can only YouTube so much, yeah. right? You know, you can't replace that experience, and I've. You know, I get the experience myself going forward, but there's some things, there's little information that you can get from guys like yourself or guys that have been in the trade, you know, that just give you that, you know, I would have done this differently. It's like, oh, okay. Like, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and it was, it's just me and myself and another guy. And he just said, just, just be careful of getting that third guy on too quick. Yeah. Just be careful getting that third guy, you know, kind of get yourself planted with two guys because that third guy kind of, you know, you don't want to be babysitting two guys and you want to be a little bit more prepared. And that was just a little bit of advice. Not that I need to live by that, but it's just something to think of, right? I guess it's the minivan syndrome yeah. because I've been told from people who have kids, the moment you get that third kid, you got to get a minivan. Yeah. So once you get that third person into your construction crew, you got to figure out what's going to happen, right? But you know what? The other thing is, too, there is a lot of young guys out there, too. Like, there's a lot of other young guys that are doing their own thing. Like, I got another guy that I work with now. 
um, you know, I bring him on. He's a, you know, he's a contractor out on his own new business, but I bring him on the job that I'm on. You know, I said, you know, here's some work, come in, fill you it. You sub it for him. Yeah, I sub it out Perfect, for him, right? Man. Because I keep him busy. I talked to another guy that I know, and he said, you know, I got some work, you know, maybe lining up in December. If you're looking for some work then, you know, maybe. Nice, man. I love slow, hearing I, that. I can get you in there. And I just and, and he said, you know, if you don't mind if I reach out to you, I said 100%. If, uh, if I got work and you're slow, you know, come in, come work with me for a few days. But when I'm slow, I'm going to come work with you for a few days, right? Or a few weeks or whatever it is, right? Try and kind of tag team it. Like there's to try and go out on your own and just, Tough. you know, you know, fuck everybody. And, you know, and then they work, might right? actually become that third person. Well, eventually, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. If you guys all get along, because you got to melt, man. That's the thing about it. You all got to get along and work and you have the same mindset. Yeah. You can't have a good enough guy come and join the ship. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be a problem at that point, right? Yeah. So you got to have all the same mindset, man. No, no, for sure. And there's, you know, there's a lot of guys out there doing good work. You know? Yeah, no, for sure. Very impressive work, man. All across Canada, all across the U.S., right? But there's a lot of guys outside of North America that are doing amazing work. Too. Oh, yeah. I'm planning on, I've already told this from Jim from day one and Carlito, that I wanted to start doing podcasts, speaking to guys outside of North America. Like, I, there's so many people in Sweden and Ireland that are doing insane work. I need to talk to them about how they do things because I want to learn from them. That was the whole point I did this show when I started this show is because I wanted to learn. I wanted to see what people were doing and I want to pick little tidbits from everybody and how they got started and I want to just take it for myself. That's what we do here. That's what the whole show is all about. Like Guys will listen, like you just said, and you'll get little nuggets here and there and then you'll apply it to your own business, man. That's just it, yeah, talking to as many people as you can. And that's all, I mean, you know, being here, the whole point of being here is yep. just opening myself up to you and you know trying to reach out and as many people as i can you know the more conversations you have the better yeah so now you can tell rock you can tell everybody that it's nerve-wracking in the beginning yeah <laughs> and then it calms down it's even better when i was doing the shows with jim and i'm sure it's going to return where the wine was on the table and then we were just drinking wine right and then all of a sudden we would just get very relaxed at that point so that's a different story but we'll see what happens from there Okay, again, everybody, reach out to him, man. www.advancedps.ca and Brock at advancedps.ca. Uh, thank you, man. I really hey, appreciate it, no, dude. thank you. This All right, awesome. thanks, man. All right, and tune in. We'll have another show soon enough, man. Thanks, guys. Ciao.